and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Brick Robert. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is. And on this particular podcast, we have a super special guest, don't we, Ash? Oh, yeah. Comedian Jim Tews. <laughs> what happened there? <laughs> you, 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 I'm a comedian, Tim Dool. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you were about to throw up in your own mouth. <laughs> <laughs> comedian oh yeah comedian Jim yes <laughs> uh well yes comedian jim twos is on the show he's also an author of a best-selling right new york times bestseller mm-hmm. right um what is it felines of new york is, is the book uh which is a take on uh, humans of new york which is a very popular thing in new york city and i'm sure all around the goddamn world but he's gonna be on this show and uh he we're gonna we had a nice little interview with him he has uh, an album coming out yes it's called oatmeal comes out the 28th of february of 2020 uh, pre-order that um, uh, and get it wherever and comedy is to sold. His, his other album, I was in band. I was in. That's the same thing. It's not Ashley. Ashley didn't just change the subject out of nowhere. I was in band. You know what, Ash? You actually were not in band. I should have been. You were. You didn't do any sort of musical stuff till you got a little bit older and you bought a banjo. Correct. I did. I had piano classes in elementary school. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so I can do a little dingly dangly on the ivories. Can you? Yeah, yeah. What What can you do? Like chopsticks? I can do um, heart and soul. Oh, okay, heart and soul. Yeah, I can kind of read the music. You can kind of read the music. That's good. But music class was not mandatory and were offered, <laughs> if I remember correctly. I don't remember in elementary school or middle school. Middle it wasn't? school and high school. I don't remember anyone ever being like, you have to pick an instrument and play it. That was never a thing. You didn't have to. Well, I mean, we had the recorder. As Did you guys have the recorder? I mean, everyone had right, the recorder. Right. That was the mandatory thing. But in middle school, um, when I, in fourth grade, actually, this is pre-middle school, uh, they had band um, in fourth and fifth grade, orchestra band. And uh, I played the saxophone in fourth grade and was not good at it. Just yeah. really didn't apply myself, was really falling behind. My dad played the saxophone for the Queen of England. What? Yeah. When? Last week? <laughs> He was in high school or something, maybe college, and she came, and uh, the Virginia school, she was in D.C., and they had a parade, and he played uh, the saxophone in the parade, and she was watching. That's very cool. Yeah, I remember him playing the saxophone a lot as a chi- when I was a child. Seems like a lot of kids picked the saxophone for it's some cool, reason. It's cool, man. It's cool. It's cool. It's a woodwind. It's uh, got a lot of fun shapes. That means it. Well, it's it is a fun shape. It's a fun shape. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, but then the little keys are like little dingly danglies. Yeah, they're little dingly danglies <laughs> that you get to dongle every once in a while. <laughs> there was too many goddamn keys on that thing. I didn't know what the hell was going on. I you, know they're rad. You had to blow into it. Um, I think I. I remember being a kid and blowing into his and then just spitting on the instrument. It's, <laughs> there it's was a tough lot of spit because involved. you have to put your mouth in a certain position. I mean, nothing. Have you ever tried to uh, play like a, a brass instrument, like a tuba or a trumpet or a uh, what's the one with the uh-uh, uh-uh, trombone? Uh-uh. Yeah, no, I haven't. But they have a little spittoon built they, in them, right? Yeah, there's you have to there's a spit you valve. Have to empty it. But but like you have you can't just blow into the goddamn thing. You have to like purse your. It's really hard. I've tried it. I can't make a noise out of it. What about a flute? A flute, you have to purse your lips kind of like this. Yeah, and you have to blow down, and that's really hard too. Have you ever tried to um like like have a glass bottle? Of like Coca Cola or something, and then you make that go. Hoom, yeah, hoom. it's kind of like how, how you have to sort of purse your lips in that way, but Easy even peasy. more. Give me a flute. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll do get it right you now. A flute right now. Um, I, if you could play any instrument, like if you could wake up tomorrow and be so good at any instrument, what would it be and why? 
Uh, I well re- immediately it'd be piano. I think because I want to uh, learn piano. Yeah. That's why I started talking about this because uh, or we started talking about this organically. But I I was trying to lead to this is that I as an adult now want to you take were trying piano to lead lessons. this conversation somewhere. It wasn't just flowing naturally. Well, no, you had mentioned something about somebody said something about a band or something. I don't remember what happened. <laughs> I believe it's because you <laughs> fucked up our guest's intro. How did I fuck it <laughs> you up? You were like girl twos. <laughs> <laughs> you're like I said that you're like a wonderful comedian on the show views <laughs> and uh so that's what happened and then know, we started talking about band he was his album was i was oh, in band oh you see that's what happens yeah, i didn't plan that he has a band he has an album <laughs> he has a band called <laughs> i have an album he has an album this called i was in band well, anyway, i want to play i would play piano because i feel like if you, you like being the center of the attention well, that's not always what play a piano me a player tune, says. Mr. Piano Man. <laughs> um, play me a tune, piano guy. I was in band gym twos. Listen, uh, no, I would I would play piano because then you can apply that knowledge to a lot of other instruments. That is true. And that is what's cool about that. And I, yeah. I feel like it also would be kind of interesting to learn as an adult. It seems like you could pick it up a little quicker than other Mm-hmm. Um, like I, like you've been playing, you've been practicing the banjo for at least 10 years that I've known you and you still play the one song. Three. I have three <laughs> songs in my repertoire. It seems so hard to do. Like the it banjo's seems like not you, hard to do. It looks really hard. I just don't put any time into it really. Like when was the last time you saw me playing well, it? Well, I'll tell you what. I, it was a while ago, and you have two banjos, by the way. Have we yeah. mentioned that you well, own I have, two now? I have my banjo, and I have a six-string banjo. Yeah. That's different. No, that's your banjo. No, Ash. that is not a regular You were given banjo. a banjo. You accepted it. You brought it into that's your home. That's called like a guitongo. <laughs> it's like half guitar, half Guitar-go. banjo. Well, our our uh, our guest uh, today, Jim Twos, he picked up that guitongo, and it was interesting because you were like, yeah, I've been trying to p- practice banjo for I years. I never said that. He picked this thing up and was like, like a Immediately just applied his because he, he's a guitar player and he was in band. He was in band. He's also in a band. He's in a, we- a Weezer cover band. He is. Um, okay, Jim Twos does a lot of stuff, does, you guys. You have to lot. check him out. You got to check him out. Oatmeal, uh, February 28th. But what instrument would you play if you could just wake up and play one? Fiddle. The fiddle? Yeah. What the fuck is that? I want to play the violin, but I want to play, I want to be able to play the fiddle. It's the same instrument, It's correct? the same instrument, yeah. Fiddle, a violin is fiddle with a drawl, right? Mm-hmm. Like, basically. A little bit of a twang. A little bit of a twang. Yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah, I would just love to do that. Now, you know, I play the drums pretty well. You've told me. <laughs> well, I can't ever show you because we live in Brooklyn. I know. You bring They're that up outlawed. a lot. It sucks. N- Nick wants to get a drum set in Brooklyn, which I is do. the craziest thing I've ever heard. It's the name of my short story, A Drum Set in Brooklyn. Yeah. I want No, I want an electric drum kit. That would be really fun to have a little Yamaha drum kit around here. I have, right now, you're staring at it, but I have my Akai synthesizer. That dusty-ass keyboard. My, my keyboard, you which is- You dust um, that keyboard, dog. Nah, it's good with that with the, with the dust. I, I like it with the dust. It puts a little flair on it makes it feel like a struggling artist and you know as well as i know i can make a i can produce a little track i know how to make like some stuff i got some rhythm and timing hey going. guys do you enjoy the music leading into this podcast yeah. well nick made that yeah, that's right i i broke that to my grandmother the other day and she was wowed by it yeah wowed. Nick is good i have had a lot of failed ventures that i have needed sound clips for little songs and nick has made them for me yeah i do i know well i, I edit uh, this podcast i put this thing together i mean there's not much editing that goes into this well, 
Well, someone was asking me. They were like, so how do you guys like do, where do you record? How do you edit? It sounds so good. And I was like, Nick does everything. Yeah, I do it in my home. Immediately following finishing these podcasts, I just pop this shit into a, a MacBook. But also, if you guys want to take cheap plug, but there's a, a, a comedy podcast that I, I pretty much did all on my own called The Great Comedy Podcast on apple podcasts it's so good it's I, eight episodes and i produced the whole thing and it's like one man sketches and a lot of music that i made and a whole bunch of interviews and weird games and it's i'll be honest it's a lot different than this podcast it's so different but your girl does have a cameo ashley okay? does a couple of bits on the podcast there's I bits and sketches there's and characters bits. and it's fake so interviews good you know what you it's should good. do is you should take that off the internet no and stop offering that for free and sell it like make a little mixtape with it and then sell your mix I'll just make it, I should make it as a tape. I should put that on yeah, tape. Yeah, right? it should be a tape and like not just this thing on the internet. People don't appreciate it enough because I have revisited it numerous times. Should I make CDRs of it and sell it at shows? I don't know what a CDR is. That's a, uh, a CD rewritable, a CD recordable. It's no. just a CD? Yeah, it's just a CD, but when you burn, you know what I mean? A burn So it's CD? cool. It's like it's not like a real CD. It's like one of those slim jewel cases. You know, oh, a CDR, yeah. you buy it at the Wiz. Yeah. Or you buy it at uh, Coconuts or you buy it at uh, Sam. <laughs> You're goodie. just talking at you me. I don't Target. know what you're saying. You've heard of Target. Yes, I have. You know, you go into the electronic if you want to like get a CD so you can burn CDs. You get yeah. CDRs. Yeah. And then there were CDRWs, which is the ones that you could keep recording on, I think. But CDRs, you just make them and once you record them, that's it. I'm just saying you should do that. Okay, I'll do that. And then you should take off this pod, like not have it for free because I, I don't think people appreciate it enough. Maybe I'll put it behind a paywall. I'll have a second Patreon. By the way, we have a Patreon, folks. Yeah, it's popping. It's popping been over on the patreon we have uh, right at this moment we have three that's right count them three episodes that you could enjoy five dollars a month gets you two episodes a month yeah you extra. better you better get on it before that fourth episode drops on for february yeah but i'll tell you what um you, even if you do it if afterwards, you, yeah, you get them it's still all. there. So yeah, it it's not still like there. you're you gonna miss anything. It. Yeah. Um. So do but that. you better get on it, dog. <laughs> yeah, but you better get on it, dog. Uh. Yeah. So, um, Ashley, you wanted yeah, what's to up? you wanted to talk um a little bit about a, a book your book club this week. Right? Yeah, I got a lot of things to talk about. To be honest, well, go for it. Um. So one, we discussed this on the Patreon our New Year's resolution. www.patreon.com forward slash reality blows. But I and I think I might have mentioned it on this pod too so i'm just gonna i'm gonna go into it on this pod on the regular pod i'm gonna pull back the curtain a little bit um one of my new year's resolutions for this year was to quit commercial acting true or false true and it is such a pleasure to get back my free time i mean how much time was i eating eating up going getting ready for these auditions going to them and now it's over but it has been replaced with my time being eaten up trying to get paid from the last commercial I was in. And I, I, I don't know. It happened in October, Nick. That is like too long ago. I mean, we got not have got in October and that feels like 10 years that ago was at this point. a lifetime ago. And so now I'm just like emailing constantly. What I'm trying to say is don't use damp rid. Okay. Can I say that on the pod? What the fuck is damp rid? <laughs> it gets rid of the dampness. Where? <laughs> I guess, uh, I think in your, in your closet. In your bottom? You're going to have to edit this out. I might get sued. No, no but one listens I just to want this. them to pay me. Pay I want them me. to pay me. F so, you pay me is what we but say. But it's just like, it's the going to auditions has been replaced with um, tr trying to get paid for a past thing. No, I said book club is oh. what I put. <laughs> I was like, Ashley wants to talk about a book club from this week. Go ahead, Ashley. You're like, pay me auditions. 
What is coming going on with hot. you? You are coming in hot. Ashley went to the gym, ate uh, tuna salad Don't faster. Don't tell him about what I did. Than I've ever Nick, seen anybody stop. eat tuna salad. <laughs> I was hungry. And then uh, now we're recording, and she's like uh, shot out of a cannon. I'm a little scattered. I'm trying to do a something called a couch to 5K. Ever heard of it? So far, she's on the couch portion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the first week of the couch portion. And so I'm at the gym. I'm running little bits. I don't want anyone to think I'm doing a lot of running. But- Couch to 5K is basically it gets you off your couch and running a 5K marathon. Six weeks. Uh, in the matter of six weeks. It's not a marathon, dog. Uh, yes, it's a, a 5K, 5K race yeah. or whatever. Uh, five kilometers. Yeah, um, not a marathon. And uh, it, in the matter of six weeks, incremental uh, boosts each week and all yeah, that good so stuff. Yeah, so you do like you run for a minute and then you walk for a minute and a half the first week. And you do that for 20 minutes the first week. That's the week I'm in. And I tell you what, when I get out of that gym, I feel pumped up. I'm ready to cause some trouble. I'm coming in hot. And yeah, I did just eat a bunch of tuna salad. What of it? Yeah, well, that's fine. You could eat tuna salad after the gym. That's that's good. I guess what I was going to say about book club, I said I had something to say about it, but the truth is, is that I just, I've, I went to book club and I love my book club. I'm a big fan of my book club. Um, and I just felt like I didn't get enough conversation about the book. You're throwing shade at your book club right now <laughs> on your own podcast. I was not expecting this. It's not that I'm throwing shade Ashley at it. Ashley loves her book club. I really do love my book club. And like she I can't talk about it all the time with Nick. Like I'll be like Nick will be like, "Can we go do like this fun thing?" And it's like it'll be a date, and I'm like, "No, I have book club." Yeah, and uh, so this book club you hated. You hated everybody there. And no, you didn't enjoy I loved it. book club. The snacks were great. The company was great. The conversations were great. I just felt like I was. I was the only one who wanted to keep talking about the book you know what i mean like we we talked about the book everybody said their piece and then we moved on naturally but then i felt like the fucking freak at the book club who just wanted to keep getting in to the book's material you're like can we continue talking about the bible folks that's what that was your book that was your book for this month every month it's the bible (laughs) every month but i just wanted to it, it i just wanted to keep returning to the book Okay, and every, everybody's like, no, this book sucks. I want to eat these cheese doodles and kind talk of. about Everybody uh, The was Wire. Like, we talked about it, and now we've moved on. So now, now I just feel constipated because I have all these things to say about the book. Well, shit I'm it out, I'm just going to have to call... Nick, don't say that on the pod. You said constipated. I'm going to have to just call the other friend of the book club who who clearly also wanted to talk about it and just talk about it with them. I guess so. I'm just saying, have you guys ever been in a situation where the group, they touch on the topic, you have a light discussion about it, but you want to just keep going and then everybody else moves on? Is this relatable content for a reality podcast? I'll tell you, I'm enjoying it. Nick, you keep zoning out, okay? <laughs> you keep like playing with the microphone. Then you told me that I was throwing my book club under the bus, which I was not <laughs> trying to do. Now I'm all paranoid about it. You're literally on your phone right now. That's pulling up the questions so we can go on to a new topic. No, I got some stuff to talk about what first. Guys, art say? is hard. All right, let's just say that. Art is hard. This week I went through, um, I listened to a lot of music. It's like my, a big passion of mine is listening to music. Is that? Can you say that's a passion? Yeah. I enjoy music. some people aren't into it. Some people aren't into it. Ashley likes books. I like music. Those are our things. Um, and, uh, and never shall those two paths cross. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I listened to a lot of shit. And uh, this, this week I got hooked on some, um, some music that I was really into. Like I would say like my first year of college, like 2004. 
five or six, which was basically just like underground hip hop. That's what I was basically listening to. And, and a lot of stuff that came from this record label called Definitive Jux, uh, Def Jux for short, uh, owned by a man named LP. LP is a guy, one half of the uh, hip hop group Run the Jewels. So if you know Run the Jewels, the white guy in Run the Jewels, that's LP. He start, he had a, he was very important to underground hip hop for a long time, early aughts shit. So I was listening to like a lot of the, I got really into that when I was like twenty, like that was my shit. Um, and I started listening to the catalog, and then I made the mistake of kind of Googling some of my favorite rappers that I hadn't heard in a long time from that era, and like, what's going on? Man, you know, like, two of them make it records, you know, still, like, three of them if you include LP. A lot of them, you know, I don't know, I guess they still make records. You what really are they doing? I don't know. Teaching kindergarten? Fucking Twitter, not available since 2014 you know what i mean like just not on just dropping off the map because they have regular jobs these people have regular jobs and they're somewhere else doing something else they never you know now that i'm an adult who is an artist or whatever i realize what it takes to be like an an underground or off the beaten path artist and it's like these people don't make fucking money yeah you don't make enough money to do that and these people were making enough money at one point in their life they were actually the people who were in that scene that actually got raised to a certain level that made enough money to actually produce a music video before it was easy to produce your own and this is right before all of the real diy shit and the soundcloud shit was kind of you were able to do it on your own. You still needed like a record label and all these sort of things. So like they were just a little too early on this tip. And then now if they're doing that and a few of them are the stuff that they do, their art form, unfortunately it's hip hop and hip hop is, is like a cyclical thing and things get really old really quick. And so like the shit that they were making, which is cool. If you like that music, it's cool is not popular and will not be popular ever again because it Mm. was of a time much like how we don't listen. You know, you can listen to rappers delight all you want and be like, Hey, this is good. And fucking booty bump with your mom at a wedding. But that's not, that sound isn't going to be fucking cool again. in, in hip hop, it's just not coming back around. Yeah, I understand that. You are so worked up. You're cussing so much. People who listen to this podcast have children, you know. And are they listening to this? Don't I don't think show so. show your kids this. We say terrible things. I don't think that their children are listening. Thank but. God. <laughs> Thank God. Take, get I, your kids out of the room. I think really what, what you're saying comes down to the point that in show business, you either make no money or you make too much money. Yeah, and yeah. some people make just the middle of the road money. Listen, there's lots of money being made, but sometimes people don't make any money well, and they have to quit. No, yeah, they have to quit or they have to have... It's just sad to know that like Aww. somebody who I think had like one of the best records of a certain year from a certain genre of music most likely doesn't really make any money off their music any longer and now, probably think, secretly has like a shitty job because they dropped out of school. You now, know do you mean? think they should um, take that off of the internet and make it put it on a CDR and, <laughs> yeah, and hand it out? Put it behind a paywall? Problem is, I don't think, I think comedy is something that um, if you're making comedy, uh, it's an art form that, I, I don't know, Thing people find things funny. And I find stuff from the 70s funny. If it's a well-written, well-timed... Oh, Ashley, you do too. I don't. I don't find anything before 95 funny. 
Okay, that's still like a hundred years ago, so that's fine. Um, and I would say that. Uh, okay, I take it back. I don't yeah. find anything before 20, 2010. Well, buddy. do you want to really have this conversation? Okay, I do, but I it? also think that humor changes generationally. It does. Because people like our grandparents were like laughing at Norman Rockwell pictures. Were they? Yeah. I don't think he was. Yeah, where dogs like <laughs> licking a lollipop out of a kid's back pocket. Honestly, and they're I, like, I could laugh. They're at like, that. that's funny. Do Do you find Steve Martin funny? Yeah, and his albums came out in the 70s okay right you're right i stand so corrected th- so to me i kind of feel like comedy can transcend as long as it doesn't come off like racist and dated right 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 uh as long as you're not because it's just, it's really like as long as they're not making fun of a group of people because that is off that gets dated right. super quick yes. as long as the comedy is making fun of themselves that pretty much stands the test of time hip-hop is an art form in which uh it, a sound can sound dated and the references are dated and honestly you can eventually just be like people don't listen to that shit anymore I mean, within you, how long if you i would say five years oh, okay it's really like kind quick. of like fashion it's yeah it's so kind of like, like fashion. you look at it and you're like oh people aren't doing that anymore no. and if you do it you're kind of being like come on that's old because i feel like the skinny jeans are being phased out big time uh, uh no for a certain i mean we're we're changing the subject okay. here but like you know I, personally like uh if you, if you there are some things that you're like ah that's a classic song i love this song yeah but no one's making music that sounds like that anymore because it doesn't sell and people don't stream it so as much as you like nas nobody's talking like nas anymore they people could try and they're like this is real hip-hop yeah and then a really tiny subsection of old people who are not only old and like old sounding shit, but are also on the internet and know how to download music. It's too hard. It's yeah. too hard to do. And so these guys just wither away and they're gone. Now, here's something else that I found sad about this is one one of the rappers who was very talented i was like where's this guy he's still making records and then i look and if, he was kind of like his imagery was like very dark you yeah. know and sinister imagery and you gotta get you gotta get in where you fit in folks and the man is finally having a, a resurgence because he just went on tour with the insane clown posse Aww. and so you're like okay all right and he's kind of like a, almost like a shitty like edgelord sort of edgelord that's a young term it's like a internet like like a troll almost like i you know like almost like a trumper guy like i hate all government but like i'm on what i'm on i'm on message boards google edgelord none of our people who listen to this podcast probably know what an edgelord i didn't know google it it's like a main it's like somebody who wants so much from you somebody who wants to come off like edgy on the internet they gotcha. call them edgelords and okay. honestly a lot of that is is like fuck liberals and like that thought and stuff he's kind of like one of those guys now but he's like old you know and he's like probably pushing 50 he's going where the love is when he signed up for this icp tour uh, icp icp it's like he's like yeah finally i can release my records and like i listen to it and i'm like ah oh, man you are kind of icp ish at this point do you think that icp um is still is it hack to make fun of them like uh yeah it is yeah i think it is actually and i think if like icp asks you to be on their tour you should just say yes and because at this (laughs) point really it's at this point it's like there is no sellout does not exist anymore yeah um a lot of your favorite artists make music for commercials and and if you it's dumb now to not take the money because everybody's taking imagine making a stand no, you can't take a no stand. No one's making on a that. stand. Yeah. No, no. If uh, Microsoft asks you to produce a track for uh, to do comedy on a Microsoft tour, do the comedy on the Microsoft tour. Yeah. Take the Apple money. Do you know what I mean? There is no sellout anymore, and it's ridiculous. Like the new kids do don't remember, know anything about that. Do you remember? Did artists ever turn things down? 
Like, I don't remember of any fame, like, artists being like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. I'm sure that there were cool people who were making music, like, uh, I don't know. The Bob, Beatles? Bob Dylan probably didn't loan out his music to Pepsi for a long time. You yeah, know? But then eventually you do, you know? Yeah. So we're, we're like, when, when corporatism and capitalism used to be uh, frowned upon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, now it's like we're trying to just fight fascism. So you're just like, capitalism's fine. Right. <laughs> Make a buck, folks. Yeah. But as long as you're not a Nazi... We'll accept it, you know. So, I mean, this this podcast has taken a turn. Wow, I didn't see. I really but, didn't. We started off talking about music, right? Saxophone. And then <laughs> we got to this music, which is selling out. So as long as you're not. Well, listen, I, I mean, uh, check out some of the Def Jux uh, stuff. No I mean, one it's, knows it's what you just said. Def Jux. It's a record label. that Basically, what you're trying to say is you're realizing that the way that the system is now, people who are making art are being forgotten much quicker than they were in the past. And that's something that bums you out. Uh, a little bit. Yeah. I uh, hear you. A, a little bit. And I would like to be recognized a little bit more for the art that I'm making. Which is? My newsletter. Um, (laughs) It came out today, everybody. This is Monday that you're hearing this. So, you know, just go check out my Twitter, Ashley B. Roberts. uh, Sign up for my newsletter. I made Nick proofread it today. And I think it's very funny. Yeah, you liked it. Uh, so why don't we go through a couple of the questions? Yes. We got, we got some questions a long time ago. We got some Instagram. questions and we didn't address them immediately because I'm bad at social media. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but they're from Madeline, who is a longtime listener. Shout out to Madeline. What up, Madeline? And she put us on Temptation Island, which, you know, I think that means we owe her for life. Yep, That's for huge. Life. But she um, she told us she told us to watch Flirty Dancing, and then I just never checked our inbox, and then I saw. But it, I've changed my ways, so definitely reach out to us, everybody. This was just over the holidays, I think. Um, and so she reached out after we had she reached out before, and then after we reviewed it on the pod, she brought up a good point, which is like, how are they picking these people? I wish they would let us know how they found the matches. And I agree. I want a little story. I uh, disagree a little bit. I kind of enjoyed how quick it got to everything. Really? I really didn't want that much of like a documentary. I just wanted to see them dance. You don't want it fleshed out? Nah. And you know what? I, I kind of like how disposable the show was. We only watched that one episode, but I do think I appreciated how quick it moved. You really can cram it. It is sort of like like a junk food. I like that. Okay, and then she also had some thoughts on the peak. She said that, Ashley, you are completely right. That's Uh, me. About uh, Love on the Peak? Yeah. X on the Peak. No, it's X on the Beach, Love on the Peak. X, oh. What? It's not X on the peak. We <laughs> peak of love. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Who knows what this show is? She said, Ashley, you're completely right. Nicole is a dog. A dog. She just gets her cast off, voted off somehow. How does the rest of the cast agree to this? We have seen Nicole have like uh, alliances with people in houses on the challenge, on the real world, on this show. Like, is there anything that... I watch this person on television and I'm like, if I was in a house with them, I would be like, you are annoying. Yeah, she's kind of funny. I is that know. what's going people on? People think she's like, she seems charming. She's also like an alpha. You know, people just follow around alphas all day long. That's just what happens. So that's wild. I mean, I don't think, I think that she should get, she, she should get hers. Uh, I, we have not watch that show in a long time i haven't i'm pretty much caught up i am not um i'm gonna wait for you to catch up and then we'll talk about it um yeah i I mean i can't watch that show right now because i'm i'm waiting to finish um 
uh, Love is Blind. Oh my God, you guys were right. Everyone who recommended this to us, there was like four days in a row where everyone brought up Love is Blind to yeah. me. On the they, we got tweeted about it. Someone tweeted at us. Um, we, I had a friend from high school be like, "It's snowing, so I'm gonna stay in and binge Love is Blind," and I was like, "What?" Love is Blind is an insane show. I would say it's is. I don't know if it's moving me as much as. Uh, the circle yeah but it's moving me it's moving me i'm more of a fan of the circle oh i'm more of a fan of the circle yeah more of a fan of the circle but absolutely Netflix but this is... is moving me in a way like i may hate this show yeah honestly but uh it's uh, it's addictive and 100 um, bingeable i mean uh truth be told we're gonna talk about this in full i think all of it's gonna be out by next week this thursday i think I know that the weddings are coming up this yeah. Thursday. Oh, and I there's going to be a reunion app. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I don't know whether or not we're going to know all of it, but I, I we are going to be at least caught up by next week, and we're going to talk about this way more in depth. But right now, we're just kind of giving our first impressions. We're like four or five episodes in, and it's uh, an addictive show that is absolutely ridiculous. The fact that Nick Lachey and, her, and his... Vanessa. Vanessa Lachey. Who is that? Don't you is she remember a star? her? Yeah, she was a something. Don't you remember those pictures of her with Lindsay Lohan from like, I don't know, 2005 where they're in a hotel room with like knives and they're doing like all these poses with knives? Do you guys remember that? I don't really remember that. Ah, uh, man. She did something. She was an actress, I think. Um, but yeah, really, in my mind, her claim to fame are sketchy uh, hotel pictures with Lindsay Lohan. So, uh, Love is Blind is a Netflix original uh, reality show. Which is show. knocking it out of the park. How is Netflix, when did Netflix become so good at reality They're television? They're good at reality, in my opinion. It's wild. It's the only thing I watch on there at this point. But so, they are, uh, it basically, they, they keep calling it the experiment. Something tells me that was the original yeah. show. Sometimes with these shows, if you watch, they will... They they will put the name of the show in dialogue, you know, with the contestants. So to just kind of, you know, drill home the point. If you watch Dirty 30, you might remember every single interview of people in the challenge being like, this game is dirty. So this show, the whole show is basically, I think like 20 guys, 20 girls are in um, basically like a hotel or something, but in two separate huge suites. And um, every day they go on blind dates with one another and the way that they're blind is that they are in two the men and the women are in two separate pods and they cannot see each other they can only hear each other's voices and they go on dates with one another and they get to know each other and the whole thing is at the end of this experiment um you have the opportunity to propose to one of the people that you have hit it off with and then you move from this hotel this pod situation to a Mexican villa resort a resort where you actually see one another and you live with one another and then in 37 days from when you started this experiment you are to be married y'all it's so crazy. It, it's like an insane fucking thing and um it, it's very compelling it's ridiculous these people are idiots uh i don't understand why two of them are not for this and you guys know who i'm talking about if you've watched that show two of them are sweet little babies we love them they're standout stars you uh, know who i'm talking about 
Are you talking about Cameron and Lauren? Correct. Is, uh, was you that got Lindsay? it. Yeah. No. Nope. My two faves. So, yeah. America's faves. I mean, it, there's there's some real train wreck situations that happened so far in this show. It's wild. Ashley and I teared up at one moment. There was, I mean, the, the problem with this show is it at first you're like, when somebody proposes to another person, you're like, oh my fucking God, I can't believe they've fallen in love like this yeah. on TV. It's this so looks so moving. real. Then after like the fourth proposal you see in like four episodes you're like all right he's and on we his get knee. it yeah, yeah it just kind of really takes the shine off of a proposal it really demystifies it really takes I mean, away like, some okay of the now romance. he's gonna propose okay good 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 now Keep move move moving what's nice about this show is it see it's kind of repetitive up until about the third episode and then they actually move to the resort in mexico and things change it becomes like it now becomes like an are you the one or not an are you the one but like a, a regular a different dating show where it's like you're now engaged to a person you just met and will you hit it off spoiler alert a few of these couples are having issues and it's the most compelling part of the whole show i'm rooting for a bunch of couples i'm rooting against a few couples i'm rooting for one couple and i'm rooting for one person in a couple okay yeah. that's where i draw the line and, this uh, this is my issue though go okay ahead. it's like we are animals ultimately True or false? Human beings? True. We're animals. And part of our picking a mate is involved. And this, I feel like, is pseudoscience, but I also could be science. I think the reason we're attracted to people's smells is because it's like a DNA thing, where it's like they have the strong DNA where we're weak and vice versa. So, like, on a primal level, I'm attracted to you, Nick, because our offspring will be stronger than I am as a sole individual so when you take that away when you take smell and touch and sight and you you take all of that away and you just rely on the brain it seems like a flawed system i don't trust the human brain that much to pick a mate are you trying to tell me nick lachey doesn't have the key to love <laughs> i'm i might i might be yeah wow that's a wild situation folks we are going to break here. We're going to come back with our fantastic guest, Jim Twos. Um, he was a lot of fun to have on the podcast. We talk about a whole bunch of stuff, including reality television. Make sure you're uh, peeping his album. It drops uh, February 28th of 2020. It's called Oatmeal. Um, and uh, get his book. Uh, follow him on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all those good things. And uh, enjoy this interview. Bye. I mean, see ya in a second. Boy, you really just can't get that down. <laughs> Folks, we're back. We have our fantastic guest, Jim Tews. Jim, thank you for being on our show. No problem. Uh, so we were talking before the break. Uh, you know, Jim, you're not the biggest reality TV show fan, are you? No, not technically. Uh, yeah. Casual viewer. You Casual viewer. Um, well, we like to uh, start all of our shows, our, our little chats with our guests off with just a little history of like, yeah. uh, I mean, everybody has a little reality in their, Take in their us past. Back. Oh, wow. You um, want to know my... My reality show diet. Yeah, we want to know like, your origin story. I want to hear the. I want to hear like you know, growing up. You know, yeah. we we okay. We, you know, w- w- did you have any on the docket? Were you a real world kid? I was a hundred percent a real world kid. Great. There because you go. I'm I'm thirty eight, mm-hmm. so uh, that means like, uh, the fir- the original real worlds, the first few were like coming out when I was around like middle school age. Wow, perfect demo. Which yeah, and because that's when you're watching it and you have no. 
life knowledge right. to be like, well, someone needs to get their act together, <laughs> or like that wouldn't work like that, or whatever. But even that, you know, like you can just watch it and just be like, I can't wait to be an adult. Totally. Yeah. That was, you know, yeah, you're like, oh man, I can't wait to have six roommates and be annoyed with them. I remember thinking they were yeah. so old. Like I remember, oh, like in like middle school, 40. yeah, I was like, "Wow, adulthood is hard." And then you watch it, like ten years later, they're all 21, 22. Well, the later uh, seasons, Ash and I, for one of our Patreon episodes, went and watched the first episode of the first season, and those people were not that young. You the, know, one of them was twenty, and then I think the oldest was like twenty eight. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And, and later they got to be like eighteen to twenty two. But it was that's they were the doing like age. the first season's more documentary. You know, yeah. we're trying to do something here. Yeah. The, right? oh, Oh, the first the first two or three seasons were great. Yeah. Because they were very realistic. And then it just started getting... And then they, they added a hot tub and then it was over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, love the hot tub. Do you have any favorite seasons of that show? Uh, the San Francisco yeah, of season. Course. It, that was like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I was obsessed with the idea of living in San Francisco for yeah. a while. Because a couple reasons. I was huge into skateboarding as a kid. Uh Still enjoy it. All those hills. All those hills. And San Francisco has like a skate culture. Yeah. You know, there's like all, all these famous spots. Um, there was a store I used to order from called Skates on Hate that was on Hate Street. Obviously. Right. That's cool. So like <coughs> San I would say not a just very... a skate culture. I'd say a wheel culture. They got a bike oh, yeah, culture. Bike, yeah. And... They're like into movement. Which is interesting because Puck was a bike messenger. Yeah. Right. Oh, and... I thought Puck was the coolest. Yeah. And his introduction <laughs> was he got doored on his way to the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, like he went to the hospital before he even got to the house and everybody was like, who's this fucking guy who's already in the hospital? And I remember thinking he was so hot. (laughs) And then there was like a storyline about his boogers. And I was like, never mind. I'm out. Rockets. Yeah. Yeah. He would blow his nose like on the street. Now, did you move into uh, Road Rules? Was Road Rules anywhere near you? Road Rules lost me. Uh, You were not into the traveling road, Uh, uh, real world. No, I don't know what it was. I don't know. I can't remember year wise what was going on, but I just something just like. I dropped off. You started yeah. having sex. Got <laughs> no, into drugs. No, no. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I don't think I got into sex until the Jersey Shore. So. <laughs> yeah. That's people old. mark their uh, their time <laughs> yeah. by MTV franchises. So um, then, all right. So you don't do. You're not. You're, you're lost at road rules. They're not get getting you with the same sort of format with a whole bunch of things. Now, yeah. when Survivor, the big the big craze of Survivor coming, did you and your family sit down and what was that appointment television for you? No. Nope point no i well so i um i'm trying to think of where the time what was the first year of survivor it was 20 Two. years ago so it was around two, 2000 99 2000 okay and there were like big brother came to america at that same time too probably right? a few seasons after that on cbs oh, okay well i remember survive i remember what well, i think it might have been survivor um after i had joined the coast guard i kind of like this was like pre-internet. This is like '99, so I went through two months of like not seeing a television, and then right coming back on leave for like a week, and then going out on a ship for a long time, and then not seeing too much television. We're not giving again. the U.S. Army's not giving y'all television. You'd get it, but you, if you're out on on a ship, you don't always get all the channels you might want uh, and then you also have to you would i would have had to convince a, a ship full of men that i wanted to watch survivor and they were like no we're watching sports or professional wrestling 
And I had, so I never, I, that one I missed because yeah. I was like away from a television for like. What was the appointment television when you were on the ship? Like wrestling, so wrestling, wrestling. So like Monday Night Raw, because that was when the Attitude what, Era was happening. Stone Cold was was popular at this point. I have ninety nine. The Rock. I have to say, I didn't participate that often. Yeah. I didn't participate often enough to remember what what it was we were watching. Right. Um. I just remember if there was one thing we were all gonna agree to watch, it yeah. was wrestling. What about in the mornings? You guys like watch Maury? Or something. They were doing, <laughs> no. they were doing push-ups, no, we don't do any of that. <laughs> they were doing push-ups. I just imagine like, you guys eating cereal, watching Springer. I no, don't know. we weren't doing push-ups, but you didn't like... It, the TV would have been on like a news channel. Right. I imagine just... you didn't have like a TV channel, like a TV just playing in the background. I think in on the mess deck sometimes it was out there, but, but that was usually only when we were in port. Um, this was like early satellite days, so like, mm. you know... We would get movies on on DVD or VHS sometimes Isn't that would have wild? like the Department of Defense watermark. Oh, that's cool. On them, but we would get movies that were in the Ma- theater, like Mikhail's Navy. Like, what kind of movies? Like, were you Stripes, whatever was in the theater? Sergeant Bilko. Oh, yeah, really? Was, you, yeah, would get, yeah, yeah. you would get almost like screeners. Kind you'd of. You get screen. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. the Department of Defense sends screener, not screeners, but like theater release movies to bases and stuff everywhere. Like when I I did a an uh, armed forces entertainment tour in April. And we were on this base in Africa, just watching uh split, you know, <laughs> when it was like still in the theaters and there is not a movie theater for like uh, miles towns. You might say towns yeah. and towns that you wouldn't want to go to. <laughs> wow. Did, uh, so what about like when, cause around, I'm trying to think. So what was, what were the main years that you were uh, in the coast guard? 99 to 03. So but it was only like the first year year and a half where my television was limited because after that i was like stationed in a federal building yeah so you can watch as much tv as yeah, you want it so totally. did you miss jackass oh no no no, no. oh okay because i kind of <laughs> feel like that's what was going on Nick got so it worried was, yeah you like leaned in <laughs> well the show because it was such like a phenomenon here stateside well you know i didn't I mean? miss it because like i said i was into skateboarding stuff right yeah. and i i knew big brother and right, all those right right and and it, one of the Tate, I, so I bring like skate so, videos. So Big Brother, because we have a lot of just yeah, reality I don't TV understand shows. What that is. So, so could you explain what Big Brother? Big was? Brother is a skateboarding magazine. Oh, um, and a lot of the guys that did that no ended relation up doing, to the show. No. Okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I guess they have to yeah. be very specific. Big Not- Brother, skateboarding magazine. Uh, no relation to the show. A lot of their video stuff and stunt things were what became jackass right now i remember in high school my friend my guy friends who were skaters would have like vhs's that would be sort of like what you would think of as like a youtube uh, compilation now of like guys skating okay and is that what would come from this like from from big Big brother Brother. yeah but there would be like weird stunts with you know like steve-o's and and some of these early videos and Wee man and like and eventually those became known as the cky videos that was a different that that was a different group of people okay that was bam margera professional skateboarder who made videos with his buddies who were, were in a band called cky and cky2k was a video that was like it was like an hour long compilation of stunts and sketches and skateboarding and it's what would have been like considered viral yes. today like mm-hmm. i owned a vhs copy of it and i that was one of the few things we had on the ship and it, people would ask me to borrow it constantly like yeah. from different departments oh, wow. so we were like you're popular because, yeah, because of your I, vhs it's like tape trading almost yeah. it yeah. is wild you're not old 
No. You know, and it's just so crazy how like quickly technology has changed it's insane. in our lifetime. Yeah. I mean, not to sound like an old person myself, but listening to you talk about this and you're like, we didn't have satellite and like, there, you know, there's no Netflix, there's no Hulu, nope. you're passing around the VHS. It makes it sound like it was 50 years ago. I had a laptop that I bought um, just to get like a loan to, to build credit <clears throat> and I brought it on the ship and I would, I would um, play video games on the laptop and that was like people were just like i can't believe we're here <laughs> i like, can't believe what kind of games were you playing just like like i played you know what i played all the time was sims which oh, is yeah. just oh like my god i never got into it of the time oh you would have fucking loved this I was think addicted. I would, you would have been addicted to it because you just build a family and just watch them live yeah that sounds great and mm-hmm. you design houses and yes, stuff yeah yes. i'd be into Furnish that them. yeah yeah that sounds awesome try to make people have sex yeah it was great i i, I had the sims I played The Sims. I liked uh, Sim City a little bit too. Oh yeah, was that a big was Sim City. Yeah. That was a little less, you know, you, you know, you that had to, urban planning. Yeah, You're kind of. A city. And then there was a, <laughs> one called Roller Coaster Tycoon. Oh, that's a good one. Which was just you build an amusement park. Oh, and that's you, And great. you try to see if you can ma- get it to make money, and you put different attractions and food things. That's and, cool. And, and can you interact with other users? Like, is there like a? I never did that. I'm sure now. I think The Sims is on your phone, and huh. you can absolutely yeah, do that. I'm sure Sims gets pretty crazy now. But I, I have a question about Jim's origin story yeah okay, so let's okay. take it back let's go back before Coast Guard do you remember were your like did you and your family watch shows together and if so what were they we watched the so uh my mom's side and my mom's stepdad were a little more like family time people <laughs> yeah. dad and stepmom and grandma like it was a little more more chaos yeah and at that house and I went back and forth every week so my only time I had appointment TV was uh, my mom and stepdad and stepsister. And we would, the big thing we watched was uh, TGIF. Oh, oh my God. God. But so no reality good. shows. Okay. Yeah, no, no reality, reality shows. shows. What was your gotcha. lineup? What um, was your TGIF? Step by Step, Family Matters? Step by Step was a, Step by Step and Family Members were definitely big ones. I was a huge Full House fan. Yeah. Mm. Um, I mean, that was basically the anchor for the lineup for years and years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Full House was not going anywhere. Yeah. I mean, Family Wait, Matters. Was Full House on TGIF? Yes. Yeah. That was like the first lineup of like 88, oh, 89. I thought it started with Family Matters at 8 p.m. and then 8.30 was Step by Step. These are, di- well, it went from like 8 to 10. Okay. You know what I mean? I and then hanging, hanging with Mr. Cooper showed up at oh, some yeah, point. Oh, yeah, that was great. Which I really enjoyed. Um, you know, I believe Boy Meets World was on there. Yeah, uh, so. like, like maybe the last lineup. How do we get TJF to come back? I nobody watches television like that. Yeah. So I yeah. mean, it's, it's just. And if, if we had TGIF now, it would have to be like an eight-hour binge thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it, you'd have to be Released able to start on it. all platforms. And yeah. Um, like, what about were you? Did you guys do Must See TV? Um, the NBC lineup of uh, Friends, uh, Friends, and of Seinfeld, ER, Caroline in the City, The Single Guy. That was Thursday I, night, right? Yep. I don't remember sitting down to watch tv that often we but i also don't remember doing anything productive instead (laughs) of that like i really don't know what i was doing but we watched so much of like the nbc lineup of shows it was the one thing that we i remember i was at um there was like an engagement party or some sort of thing and they scheduled it during the seinfeld finale uh-uh. like and literally like people were getting up like and making speeches and like every speech started with like like the the father-in-law being like 
Guys, I understand we're all upset that we're here right now, but we should all remember <laughs> that, uh, you know, uh, that Diane is. and Michael are going to be loving each other forever and ever. And, and, and yeah, Kramer. We all love Kramer. And I'm sure, you know, too bad DVRs aren't a thing just yet. But yeah, um, you could you could VHS tape it. But. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think that's what everybody was doing. Like, don't worry. Come over at my house. We'll watch it tomorrow. That's um, a shame. They really. Yeah. Fuck that up, Diane and Michael. Yeah, whatever the names were. Uh, yeah, I do was... remember watching the Seinfeld finale. You do? Yeah. Oh. You had to I watched be it there. with my dad. Yeah. I don't remember watching it at all. It, I remember it was apparently very disappointing, but I thought it was very exciting when I watched it. They all went to they went to prison. Yeah. yeah. It was like it was jail. Insane, or they went to jail. Yeah. Because um, that that guy, they made fun of him, right? He yes, did, John yeah. Panette. Yeah. They made fun of a big fat man who was getting robbed yeah. and they videotaped it and there was some bystander law that was happening in whatever flyover state they had to the emergency landed in. Yep. And it was wild. It was a wild time for, for that that show. Do you remember um, the um now that episode is pretty much every episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. Like the most insane plot lines that make yes. no sense yeah. and unlikable. This is so far from reality television. This is like the exact opposite of it. But did you guys watch in real time the finale of The Sopranos? Yes. No, no, I know. You did? Yeah. Uh, it was crazy. Yeah. We watched it in real. Do you know how it ends? No. Not really. Oh, okay. It's just like. I, I started rewatching The Sopranos a yeah. bunch of years ago. And then I was just like, I don't. what am I doing? It's so good. <laughs> really, I mean, it is good, but. You got to check out when you do like a full rewatch of something like that. Because yeah. if you start for one second thinking about the time that you're wasting in your precious life rewatching a television show, yeah. it can really get to you. Says the guy who's watched uh, every episode of The Challenge a few times. Yeah, for our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, listen, I don't do, re you know, I don't do rewatches. Really. You don't There's do rewatches. There's one thing I've rewatched yeah. really, and that's, um, Eastbound and Down. Like I've watched that oh, like yeah. three times just cause I think it's the best television show. I would rewatch The watch. Sopranos, but it feels like when The Sopranos was coming out, it was so groundbreaking in terms of like cinematography and script development and everything. It seemed so fresh and, and then everything after it was really like influenced by it. So now when you do a rewatch, it feels stale. You know, because I, I have yeah. dipped my toes back in, but I mm. haven't done a full rewatch of a season. Yeah. I mean, uh, do you, will you binge things these days or do you savor things? Uh, I'm a little more of a saverer. Mm. I, I will really hate myself if I binge too far. Like I have to, okay, I have a terrible attention span. That's, let's start there. <laughs> uh, and I can't, I'm not good at just like passively doing something for too long so you can't so have can't... something in the background playing no I, if i have something on in the background i don't know it just it might as well be uh it might as well be air traffic radio signal right like <laughs> i don't yeah. nothing like registers and i do i'll put stuff on in the background but like if i want to watch something i have to be like all right for the next hour and a half brain yeah. We're watching this. Yeah. That's, Try not to think about anything else. It's tough for me, movies. Like, if I'm watching a movie at home, I really have to go, I'm watching this fucking movie. Like, uh, I just uh, tried to watch all of the um, Oscar contenders like, oh, over yeah. a week. 
Um, Ashley gets a bunch of screeners <laughs> for them, and we were going to watch them. She was gone for a week. I was like, I got nothing to do. Every night, I'm going to watch one of these movies that I want to watch. And I ended up getting through like That's four a good of way them. To do it. it was good, but like a lot of the times, like movies that I were excited to see, but I just like, like Joker. I had to do everything I could to not just pick my phone up and just be yeah. like, okay, I'm going to look at Instagram for a little bit. Even though what I was watching was compelling, it was a movie I was enjoying, um, and it was, you know, going to, you know, I was like, yeah, this might win Best Picture. I should pay attention to this, you know, and the history and the annals of time and movies, yeah. and like, this could be the one. And uh, I just couldn't help myself but picking the phone up. And I pretty much did that through every one of the movies except for Parasite. Oh, which dude, I, I couldn't I couldn't pick my phone up during I Parasite know, it if was, I wanted to. I was it was so, so good. I was compelled by it. Plus, you have to read the entire time. So it's like, you know, you're reading it, it. It stops you from, like, actually... Uh, looking at your phone. You can't or, check you out. You can't check out. And that's the joy of a subtitle. Yeah. I, now I'm something, 100% for subtitles for that reason. Yeah. I am 100% for subtitles as well. And something that has happened to me, though, is I have gotten so into Love Island. Are you familiar with this show? No. It's, I've never heard of it, but... It's just really a f- shit show, and it's great, and it's compelling, and it's so fun to watch. It's a British dating show. But okay. I did not know what anyone was saying in the beginning, because their British accents are so thick, and they're doing, they have so much more, like, uh, they have s- different slang than us. So yeah. it's like s- slang on top of an I accent. A, I dated a British girl. Oh. Did you need subtitles? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Language barrier. We broke up because of it. It really kept me like invested in the show because of the subtitles. I'm watching, I'm watching, I'm watching. And then all of a sudden, like learning a different language, I just knew exactly what they were saying and I no longer needed subtitles. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when you know you've watched too much. <laughs> yeah. <I> think, right? <laughs> yeah. You're like, I learned a new language. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, so, okay, so you know, when you were growing up, not much uh, reality. What about as an adult, Jim, when you're killing some time? Has, has any reality crept into your life? Um, yeah, I'm, I'll tell you, I'm a big documentary person. Yeah. Um, but, but the, for some reason, the line between, uh, documentary and reality television is, is a pretty solid one for right. me. Because, you know, reality television, you're trying to build more of a, a narrative that's going to keep people... Uh, coming back constantly yeah, whereas the documentary it's like I don't know I get, think it's get to one the end. in this the, the line has been blurred by something it's, it's I would like to more blurred but. something I'd like to call something that we all know as the docu-series okay yeah okay right. yeah. that blurs the line right so what's considered a docu-series Robin China Robin China yeah that, that is that was a docu-series I know that's crazy how is that not I How mean, is that not a reality show? It's a show. Kardashian show, yeah. and they called it a docu-series. And I think the reason they did was because it was a limited engagement, only six episodes. Okay. And the whole time you were dealing with Rob Kardashian's pill addiction. So there was like serious Unspoken. undertone. Okay. Unspoken See, I feel addiction. like that would definitely be the... Like, That's the bridge. That gra- That's the yes. bridge. Limited engagement. Right. Yeah. Uh, and Crippling a, trauma. <laughs> and it, Or like a specific thing that you're focusing on yeah, it's not yeah but they like... never talked about his pill addiction oh. now i think it's maybe just the elephant in the room when that you're you... watching going oh my god this guy's on fucking pills yeah it was kind of sad and the reason it was a limited engagement is because he eventually wouldn't leave his house and they couldn't get to him like the producers couldn't get to him they're like i guess we're only doing six of these um now i think maybe what uh producers and people who make these shows think separates the reality show from the docu series is possibly learning something 
Mm-hmm. So, like, you put me onto a show that I watched the entire series of, which was that, you did? Um, yeah, the Murder Mountain or whatever. The oh, one, yeah, with the pot, the pot growers. The pot growers. Yeah, they yeah. got super into that. And, that was so good. I crushed that thing in like two days. Yeah, and it was all about uh, where where were they? Um, Up in California. Yeah, in, like northern, like up past like bakersfield or and, something and like on a mountain that they term murder mountain it's like pretty much a, a, an outlaw country yeah. like cops are afraid to go there but people because of that people grow marijuana lots of it to sell and it can get very dangerous where people will just stick you up for your stuff and possibly kill you and leave you there yeah and uh the the show basically revolves around a whole bunch of uh, parents who are going there looking for their teenagers who went up there for the summer just to get a summer job picking because that's the thing you can go and like just pick it pick this shit and work for one of these farms yeah and like you go to the coffee shop in the town and it's just a hundred missing you know Jeez. missing person pictures of kids who are just gone and never to be so seen what again. is what's the deal there's a serial killer up there no killing everybody it's just a bunch of people who it's outlaw country so like they'll steal your shit because that's where they live off the grid and they kill you and they steal your weed and your money and possibly your soul you know and yeah wow. and cops are afraid there's like one cop who patrols the place and they don't want to go up there because they'll shoot at you like basically yeah they won't they're they 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 police their own system, but obviously poorly. Yeah. Um, but it was terrifying. They were they are the definition of scary white people. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I go like you know like yeah th- like those are scary white people. Uh, because they live in the mountains and they ride four wheelers and wear ski masks. Oh yeah. My and God. they like show that the like uh. The, the the one cop and the documentarian driving in the truck and all of a sudden these four wheelers pull up on like either side of them with masks on and Ugh. like guns in their arms and they don't they're not they're not pointing the guns they're not doing anything like that they're just looking at them yeah and driving along like because they they're cutting through on this road to go like through the one area and they're basically just like okay if you pass through here you know you stay on this road and we're watching you Ugh. yeah so is this wait? Where did you find this show? What was it? What? It was on Netflix. Yeah. Okay, so it's on Netflix, and you're saying it's a documentary and not a reality show, right? It's a docu series. Because this also feels like it could be like a Discovery Channel type it, show. It, it totally felt like one of those shows. Yeah, it feels um, like a man I, versus why man versus murder mountain. I would Life say Life Below Zero. You don't see many people on these Discovery shows like get like murdered and talk about murder stuff unless it's like a you know a a forensic files thing yeah so i think that's what kind of separated it for netflix was it was like a little scary a little violent the stakes were higher discovery well yeah just the the, the there's a larger central problem right maybe that's the line a larger central problem because none of these a reality show could be like a game or like the real world there was no larger central problem it was just slice of life we're focusing on these characters yeah how do people how do other people live now you were telling us about a show called below life below zero yeah what's what that is about? that that's on nat geo and it's i don't even know what season it's in now but it's it's got it's kind of at least like eight or nine i think um you know it's classic stepdad tv mm. uh love it <laughs> it's uh, gator it, wars ga- yeah gator <laughs> wars uh that show where they build barns out of old barns uh, <laughs> yeah Stepdad TV. I'm going to start a network. <laughs> yeah. You could throw American Pickers on there. American Pickers yeah. on there. Storage Wars. And then it just turns into the Weather Channel for <laughs> yeah. 15 minutes every hour. Uh, so Life Below Zero is uh, they follow different people that live like way up in the wilds of Alaska, mm. kind of. and Or even, it might even be 
I, I don't know what the geographic boundary is, but they are like real close to the North Pole. Um, and there's like this one woman that uh, was one of the most interesting people on there that like um, runs a refueling station. Oh my God, she I watched this last herself. week with my grandparents. Her name's Sue something. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. That chick is badass. Yeah, yeah. She was like fucking like welding these giant like barrels together to create an irrigation like system because it kept flooding. It's a refueling center for planes, right? Mm-hmm. I Okay. I thought it was an airport. Okay. That's not what it is. It's a refueling center. I mean, I guess it's it could be, you know, it's like she basically so like a cool. safety station. That so is... that's what the name of that show was. So is this sh- <laughs> is this show about this woman? No, they they profile they follow different yeah different people. people and there's like a family. There's a family who like this uh, white guy marries a native woman and they have a family. So he lives with her and they it shows their like in, day in and day out kind of thing. There's just like um, a guy who does like dog sled races. Yes, and has a pack of dogs. He oh, was that's cool. awesome. Yeah. And then, you know, there's other another guys, other guys that are just like, I want to get away from reality. <laughs> yeah. And they're just like, I like to live by myself. And yeah. And that's where I, that's how I learned that Alaska has like mosquitoes. Oh, I, yeah. Because it's wet. Yeah. Well, I always thought. When it's not thought, frozen, it is a, like a giant swamp. Well, I would just always think that how could they have mosquitoes? Because the ground would freeze in the winter. You get a deep freeze and freeze all those eggs. But those people are dealing with real mosquitoes. And it's, that, yeah, it's that's crazy. What I learned. And also that a woman can live by herself. Now, how did you miss tell, talking? We talked all about that stuff. We few weeks talked ago. about it. I mentioned this show to you, and I said it was about a lady who runs an airport in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were close. Uh, have you binged this? I mean, or is, was no, this casually that, that, on No, this somewhere? is something I'll usually put on in the background. Yeah, yeah it's um, very background TV Yeah, that's definitely background yeah. TV. Now, what about any of these other Nat Geo or Discovery shows, like uh, Deadliest Catch or uh, I, Gold I Rush? I Deadliest Catch for a minute um, a long time ago, but, you know, it's one of those things uh, that's just not... Not as appealing to me. I, I mean, that's how I feel. I'm I, not I mean, interested. it's cool, but it's yeah. also just like I don't know. I've been on a ship, in, yeah, in icy water. Yeah, you. Actually... I didn't like it. <laughs> Is it you... triggering? No, yeah. not. It, but it was just like I don't know. I've never lived in the woods. Yeah, it could be like sort of the subtitle for the Coast Guard is deadliest catch. Yeah, yeah, you're out there, there trying to catch. There has people. to be. There, there definitely is. I now, but, uh, when I got a little bee in my bonnet about having you on, it was because we were talking about the Jersey Shore like a while ago when oh, yeah. the family um, vacation came out, and that was the uh, reboot. The reboot. But you, uh, you were a self-proclaimed. You watched the Jersey Shore. You're the a Jersey Shore one. guy. Yeah. 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 So what was that like for you? I'm getting you? married at the Jersey Shore. Yeah. yeah. That's right. and Vinny is going to do your nuptials. Oh, I wish. <laughs> he, he'd do it. If, oh, dude, we should see if we can figure that out. That I mean, really he'd, cool. he'd probably want to do a tight five beforehand. You know, he's a stand-up comedian now. So that he took classes at the UCB. Um, okay, so ha- if you were not really a reality person, how'd you get hooked on the Jersey Shore? Because uh, it was just of the moment. Timing. Uh, timing. And then, like, I feel like I knew people like that on some level. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a very, there's a very East Coast archetype. Yeah. Yes. I was Messes. familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, who all just happen to be Italian, which yeah. is not fair. Well, you, you know, <laughs> you're from Pennsylvania, yeah. So you Eastern Pennsylvania, yeah. There's some crossover. There's crossover because I'm not far from like Philly and Jersey, yeah. Um, but I am also not far from like the middle of Pennsylvania and like Scranton, Wilkes-Barre, like Steel Town, right? Stuff. Um, 
but I, you know, I went to the Jersey Shore as a kid, mm. so there was, you know, definitely an appeal there. The, uh, like I said, like the characters on there were very relatable to me, and not people I wanted to hang out with in real life. Yeah, <laughs> when I knew those types of people. Yeah. yeah, but it's fun to gawk from afar. Very fun. Yeah, I mean that's why it's fun to people watch at the actual Jersey Shore. A hundred percent. Oh, look at these goobers. Yeah. yeah. So it's, you were watching real time. It came out, and were you like, "Holy shit, this show is like gonna be huge," or were you like, "Yeah, this is interesting"? Like, yeah, did I didn't you know. I, I don't think I, it connected with me on that level, okay. one way or another. I, I I wouldn't have thought about it. I don't know. I, I I don't know. Yeah, reality TV. Like, I've enjoyed it for what it is, but I've never just been like, "This is it." Yeah. Actually, I shouldn't say that. I have one. I'll get to this after we're talking. But I have one show that I I think is. You think this on. is it? Did yeah. you feel? Did you feel any? Did you feel compelled to pop back in? What's going on 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 MTV right now? The fact that they brought the whole gang back and they're doing adult adventures of the reality, uh, the the Jersey Shore folks. No. I did. <laughs> I think you didn't want to catch up with the old gang. I think you like get to that point where you're like, I'm trying to live my own damn life right mm-hmm. now. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, I don't. I guess you know. This, I'd hate to say this on this podcast, but I don't find the same <laughs> reality shows as comforting. Maybe it's fine. As it's fine. Some people do. Yeah. I mean, sometimes we can't handle it either. You know what? I get burnout. For sure. Oh, I could imagine. Yeah. yeah. After staying with my grandparents for a week, I came home to Nick and I was like, I think we have to quit the podcast because I cannot <laughs> watch any more reality television. Because they're casually just watching these all day long. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh no. My my parents, you know, my stepdad and mom watch like a lot of the, you know, the the house flipping type uh-huh. reality uh-huh. shows. And that's Endless. like all day. Flipper flop. You can watch those yeah. forever and ever until you fucking and die. American they, Pickers. Yes. Yeah. Where they yep. just hose oh an old God. man for <laughs> yeah. a four. He's like, I've been holding sign. this <laughs> in my family for 50 years. Yeah. They're like, we'll give you $300 yeah. for it. He's like, He's like today's my lucky day. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, to camera, they're like, it's worth $10,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, old man. You already made the fucking deal. <laughs> Should learn how to Google. <laughs> I don't have none of them computers. <laughs> Maybe under one of these sticks. Um, yeah. So, uh, okay. So you were saying there's something slept on. What's the, what's your slept on show? Um, it, well, I, I can't say it's slept on because I, it is a niche audience. Mm. I have to say, but there is a show called King of the Road, and oh, it's a yeah. skateboarding sure. reality show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, here is what I like about it from a a writer creator standpoint. So it it started out as like a a thing in Thrasher magazine and then was just like a basically a web series and then 3 years ago I think Vice bought it and made it like a television series. Yeah. Um but before that it was just web clips. So it was your classic so, web to series. Yeah, and it was basically you have these uh teams of skateboarders that ride for you know the different skate companies and they go from um I believe they go from San Francisco to L.A. And road trip. Road trip. And they all have their separate vans. And it might be... It's somewhere along the West Coast. I'm getting... They end in San Francisco. I don't know. It's somewhere along the West Coast. It's but, not about the destination. It's the journey. Right. But they all start at the same spot and end at the same spot. Yeah. And they have X amount of days. And then they have a binder of challenges. Mm-hmm. And each challenge is worth a certain number of points. And the person at the end who is, you know... The team at the end was the most points tallied wins 
um, the thing, but they have like an award ceremony at the end, then where everybody wins, and then there's always like um, there's always amateur skaters that are riding with the team that they're hoping to become professionals on. Yeah, and inevitably in each season, somebody becomes a, a turns pro, and they like announce it, and it's like this crazy deal. Do they turn pro because they did something very cool in the scavenger hunt? No. Okay. No, it's just it's kind of kind of what was going to happen along the way anyway, okay. possibly. And uh, so, and then so you have like it's just got all these elements that lend to a cool story. So it's just like you've got a starting point, a set starting point, a set destination, a set number of days. You have a score system so you can kind of keep up and one team leads, you know, the other. You have like a little bit of a human element mm-hmm. when you got this kid who wants to become pro so right. he's trying to impress these people because some i've watched of i of maybe the entire i mean i've seen all of it i can't even remember but what's too. what's kind of heartwarming about it is like you got these like 17 year old kids and they they get to be in a van with like people they've looked up to who are like these you know late 30s like yeah. legendary skaters and so there or they this, meet them along the way right and they it, have like it, cameos basically it becomes like a you're like you know they get they get like the feels because they're like oh my god this guy's actually watching me skate yeah and uh, it's it's really cool also the if you're a it's fun because it's a scavenger hunt and they're like jackass elements to it. Oh yeah, there's some real goofy stuff. Cuz it's not in just there. like skating, right? No. It's like go to a convenience it's store like, naked. Uh not uh, yeah, kind of, but they'll, they'll uh, be like no, Ash. um <laughs> all right. Um <laughs> it's better. It's way more tasteful. Uh they're like who can kiss the oldest woman? Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Tasteful, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh there's stuff like that. Um uh, you know, somebody has to drink their own piss and they'll get a certain <laughs> amount of points Classic. for that. Uh, somebody can only eat pizza and drink beer for three days. Yeah. You know, stuff like that, where it's just like if they weren't 18, they would be dying. Taking right. a shit in the van while it's driving, right? Yeah. Isn't that one yep, of them? That's one of them. <laughs> yeah. um, and they all like basically just like live in these vans for, I mean, I'm sure they get hotels when they stop, but it's, you know, it's just. A dis- it's clearly like a disgusting experience. And right. when you say van, you mean bus, right? No, no. I mean what? passenger van. I mean like the. I mean like a church van with oh. bench seats. Oh, yeah. so taking a shit in the van means not in a bathroom. It means, means in like in a, a little bag. A, yeah, yeah. A KFC bucket Ew. or something. <laughs> Um, and then another thing is so if you, if you like sort of the jackassy like fun road trip element to that that's great and then you get like these uh but if you're like a skate fan they also all the points they hit are like legendary skate spots yep. right? yeah like you got to do what you know john cardiel did at this same spot uh. and that's you know and it's like it, yeah, it, in, the, yeah. in the lore of skateboarding it's like these kids you know get to like try and match up and you get to, it's cool because you get to see how different all their personalities are. You know, any women? Yes, there are women. Great. There are not many, <laughs> uh, but there are women. And there's been the more van? in the last. Yeah, I think Lizzie Armanto did the last one. Um, I forget who else. There's not many. I mean, it's like one or two, yeah. obviously. And I remember sucks, I watched but... a couple of it when Nick Nick was probably binging this a couple years ago, and I watched some with you. I remember there was like a they were actually funny. 
Yes. There's like humor there. Yes. Yeah. The skate guys are very like they are there is they are funny guys. I mean you have to like like that sort of kind of stoner stonery it's sort like, of humor. Yeah, and it's yeah. got a jock element. Yeah. Because that was, you know, it's it's still a very physically demanding thing. Yeah. Yeah. And they're competing. And they're competing. Now, my question is for this, like, do you is this like a like endlessly refillable format or do you think it will reach a point where it's like okay we've done all of the things well it's off of vice Mm. now but i think that's just because of what happened with vice i guess with viceland what happened with viceland it's not really a network anymore they're like not doing new stuff um but i think something's coming back but i'm not sure i just know vice news got canceled yeah that's all like a lot of their tv stuff got mixed up but I, it is refillable because each year the the book of challenges changes. Okay. So they update the book of challenges. Oh wait, so is it the same book of challenges for one season? Yep. Oh, that's interesting. Everybody gets the binder. So you see some people do the same challenge a couple of times. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So yeah, that's, like yeah. somebody will try to do something at this famous spot, right? And then the next, you know, uh, toy machine team comes in, and you know. Each team seems to also like the 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 teams have personalities themselves. Yeah. Like some teams are known for certain styles, or like some or it'll teams be a are bunch o- of like, older stoners, right? Right. right. And they some all have a backstory because they've all like worked together, so there, there's already established relationships there. Sometimes with some of them, yeah, yeah. but a lot of times they they just kind of know of each other. Who are the teams that are usually competing on, in this? Um, it's usually like Birdhouse. Uh, I think Toy Machine. Um, I f- I'm forgetting a lot of the brand like names. Death Wish kind of... or Death Wish was one of them. Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't keep up enough to know like all Baker. The cool... Is that a thing? I don't know if Baker has done I, it. I don't know. I used they to like their. Have. I used to like their videos. They probably have. Anybody yeah. get in a fight? Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. There's been uh, physical altercation. Anybody I... hooking up? Uh, with old women. The... Yeah, with old women. <laughs> um. They did one challenge where two guys got legally married <laughs> uh, at like a you know fly by night wedding chapel or something. I'm just laughing at the way you said that. That was really I just great. thought it's just like a funny. That's just like a, a huge thing to do. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're like, like sweet two points. Yeah, and they're not. They had no. They had no romantic involvement with one another, but yeah. they were just like, yeah, man, I really like him, so I'm gonna. Why not? And uh, did they win? I don't remember. I, yeah, I it's hope just, if you get married, you win. There's so much. Uh, it's definitely a fun show to just like pop, plop down on a couch at the end of a, of the night and like. Yeah, I'm guessing end. sweet ass soundtrack too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, sweet ass soundtrack. Just a lot of good, good vibes. It's so, a very much just a dis a display of reckless youth. Yeah. That's pretty harmless. And it's also like a way to gamify some of the most entertaining shit, which are like skate videos. Skate videos are incredibly entertaining just because you get to see really people doing really dangerous, cool shit set to really fun soundtracks. Mm -hmm. And now it's like also add like a game element to it where there's like a winner and a loser and like you can get like storylines going. It's kind of like the perfect little uh, scavenger hunt show. And yet, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I don't, I, I, I've wanted to find a way to to do a show like that with comedy. Yeah. With comedians, but I just don't. I haven't figured it out yet, but when I see that format, I'm just like this show doesn't get enough credit for combining all the right elements of a of a compelling 
television show. Absolutely. But I, again, I don't know. I mean, you liked it, and yeah. you're not a huge skateboarding person. Yeah. Or, or were I, you, you grew up? Never with it. skateboarded, but I grew up in the era where like okay. every one of my friends did, and uh, so it was. Um, no, I just watched. I watched a lot of. You know, I I liked Tony Hawk video games. Yeah. And then so I so I, I got to know like that era of like skaters, and then eventually like when the internet shows up, you can kind of search, and I like started watching like skate videos, and so I you know I liked um you know. You know, seeing stuff like gleaning the cube yeah, and yeah. like, you know, shit. And so I, I, I kind of got a little bit of it. And then when I like became like when I like moved to New York City and I met people like um, our, our friend Tom Sibley, um, yeah. he is like a huge skate video guy. And so he used to send me like a whole bunch of videos. And then that's when I started watching like all of the Baker skate videos, yeah. which like th- there's some there's an art to a skate video that it's almost like watching like an hour and a half long music video Mm. where you're like getting the entertainment of a music video plus like interstitials of like them chasing security guards around like there's a little bit of a jackass element to it because as you were saying before like that's where they came from you know that sort of and then you get really you know skaters just like good music shit that i like which is either like the curve yeah it's like hardcore punk or punk rock or like great hip-hop you know that or like they never metal confined to a genre no and then their style like i like you know, I, I like cool clothes and like, honestly, skate style has always been shit that I, you know, and then I just kind of like skateboarding. I like to watch people do cool shit. Yeah. So you combine all of them and you don't really have to skate to really get into it. And then honestly, Vice, like before they were a network, like their websites and I used to watch like, um, uh, they had like just like a series epically on later. yes epically yeah. latered and I watched every single one of those epically those are great because it's like a little short documentary what is that? it's like a little documentary on a skater and you get to hear like legendary skaters like why they're important what they did who they skate for and then like what they're doing now mm. or like a new guy who's coming up um, and like and then you get all these like skaters you kind of heard about who are like in interviews being like honestly this guy's I this guy's style is better than anybody else's style like um and and, you know and then you get like legendary figures who are like off the like um what's that dude uh antoine um uh uh dixon yes who's just like kind of in jail he like he was in jail for a while and came out and he's just like got like 12 huge jars of marijuana and he like lost a tooth and he's like getting in fights at places and you're like this is the coolest guy i've ever fucking seen (laughs) and then also you got like guys who are like old legendary skaters who are being like yeah he's like a real menace like i can't have him on my skate team because he's like a problem but like nobody's got a better style than this guy you know what i mean it's just like it's a really a world of interesting personalities yeah that like it feels like comedy to me in this in a similar way because it's like we're all doing the same thing but it's still an individual pursuit gotcha um and you're like there's a lot of parallels and you know like i did a documentary about cleveland comedy a couple years ago called make fun yeah we watched it and thank you yeah and (laughs) and i mean it was a total like passion project but yeah it's great the model i used for it was kind of a skate video because there's four or five comedians featured in it and it's it's got vignettes in between that tell the story and give you a, a sense of their personalities 
And it, it's I followed the kind of skateboard video formula because that's what it is. It's like, okay, now it's time for this. Th- here's this person's part. And after this person's part, you're going to see them like go. You're going to follow them around New York as they yeah. buy something at the convenience store. Right. And get into a confrontation or whatever. And then it's time for the next person's part. And it's like divided. It's connected, but it's divided in these like chapters, which kind of give it the flow. And didn't it all come together at a show? Didn't you have them on a show? Yeah, but yeah. instead of like the skate, the in a skate video, if it was like, you know, Chad Muska's part was be you know this st- stuff you filmed with him over the over six months, the person's part was their performance at the live show. Right. Yeah. That and that's what the, they call in when you're filming a skate video. Like when you have when you're in one, you film your part. They call it a part. So oh. it's like I got to film a part in this skate video, and it's like. They got to go out and get footage yeah. of them doing cool shit. Yeah. And then somebody edits edits it together to like a song usually or a couple of songs. How can and people watch your doc? Who uh, it's listening? on Amazon. Amazon. It's called Make Fun. Make yeah. Fun. I, I, and it's on YouTube too. There you go. But for I, free? For free. Guys, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you, you doing? assholes. Go watch <laughs> that shit right now. Turn this shit off. Um, so Jim, anything, um, are you interested in any sort of reality TV that, that possibly could, could ring your bell and ever be interested in like a, in like a real housewife show, like something that's just I can, not, you know what I'll tell you if, if we, cause my, my partner is not super into it. So it's right. like, that's where, you know, like part of the reason I watched Jersey Shore is cause the girl I was dating at the time was kind of into it too. So it's yeah. like, that's how that stuff usually works. Yeah. If I'm not like. You know, and you were dating Snooky, correct? I was dating Snooky, <laughs> yeah. and then and... you date someone, you watch a show together, and then you start a podcast. Yeah, yeah, about that <laughs> or show, or you break up with them. Well, maybe we, maybe we can assign you a show. TV. Maybe we can assign you a show, and then you can come back on the on the podcast. You tell us what you. I think would about totally it. do that. Awesome. That'd be great. Um, uh, well, well, uh, Shnoma, my my partner wanted to watch uh, the update of the Hills or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And we just n- haven't gotten around to it. So we haven't watched it either. It could be something great. You both should come on this show and tell us about oh, it. That'd be fun. Um, Jim, this was fantastic. Uh, why don't you tell us, uh, we plugged your upcoming album, uh, February 28th yep. of 2020. It drops, but you, you can it. order it right now. Pre-order. Uh, oatmeal. Oatmeal. Or subscribe to me on, Sp- follow me on Spotify and then it'll notify you when the album's out. Follow Jim Twos on Spotify. How about some other stuff you'd like to plug? Um, you can watch my documentary. I put a lot of stuff on my YouTube. I do random like animations and things. Um, Buy his book. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got a book. <laughs> Let's forget about that. <laughs> uh, I, I wrote a book called Felines of New York, which is a parody of Humans of New York. It's available in bookstores. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I got my mom a signed copy. There it is. Um, who's you. listening right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, guys, what you can do for us is follow us on all platforms, which uh, at Reality Blows Podcast on Instagram. At Reality Blows Pod on Twitter. You can follow Ashley on Twitter at Ashley B. Roberts. Follow me on Instagram at Nick Maritato. And if you want to email us, realityblowspodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget we have a Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash reality blows. Five bucks a month gets you two extra episodes a month, and it's a, a real good time. Thank you very much for listening. We will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.